Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osage and Bridget Airboard teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. Don't the someone say God is light. Say God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. What's darkness again? Can you remind me? I just mentioned it as we were talking. Every evil, Every evil thing. Give me some examples. Sin, sickness. So there's no sickness in God, right? There is no, there is no, there is no poverty in God. Is poverty darkness? Yeah, yeah. Poverty is serious darkness. Lack is darkness. And the Bible says God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Let's look at the next verse. And if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, he said we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. Somebody say hallelujah. So God is light and in him is no darkness. If you are going to walk with him, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to walk in the light. Why? Because he's not going to come and join you in darkness. Right? right, right. And the good thing is that when anytime light comes, what happens to darkness? It disappears. <laughs> so if you are going to stay in darkness, you can't walk with God because God is light. Anywhere he comes has to become light. And darkness cannot stand. You know, there's a lot of confusion, and I do not blame people when there is this confusion because in reading in the Old Testament, the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 13, that there is a veil. I need to write a book on the veil. Praise God. But I have to finish the one on power over sin first. <laughs> Hallelujah. The good thing is that uh, power over death is coming online on Amazon very soon. Amen. And uh, it's an amazing book. You need to get that book if you haven't read it yet. All right. There is so much about the veil. The Bible says, giving an example, it said Moses used to put a veil over his head when he came out from the presence of God, he was shining as light, but he put a veil so that the people wouldn't see when the light diminishes. But the Bible tells us that in the reading of the Old Testament, it said there is still that veil in the reading of the Old, which means that anytime people are reading the Old Testament, there is a veil over their face. Now, this is, this is very key. I don't want to spend time on that today, but it's part of the message. When somebody reads with veil, at best, you are going to see very dimly. You are going to see mistorted, uh, distorted images. You, you, you can't see very well. And the reason of a veil, if you find out the meaning of the word veil that is used, is actually something to use to conceal. It's like to hide it. It, it conceals it. Now, it, the veil is not on the word of God. The veil is on the eyes of the reader. I know some people say, well, why did God put the veil? God did not put the veil. <laughs> God is light. In him there is no darkness. No, people keep thinking these evil things come from God. God does not have sickness. So how can he give somebody sickness? There is no dark, there's no evil in God. There is no darkness. He didn't put the veil. Many of the things we see in the Old Testament are demonstrations, types and figures for us to understand what is happening. So the Bible tells us, well, I may as well just jump into it. We are in it. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. <laughs> let's go to second, let's go to second Corinthians. Um, 
chapter number 3. Because the message today is from glory to glory. You know, when you say from glory to glory, that means that if you, even if you're already in one degree of glory, that's still not good enough. There's still more glory to get into. But some people have not even gotten into glory at all. They are still struggling to come out of darkness. So we need to get out of darkness into light. And then when we are already in the light, there are different degrees of glory that God wants us to get into. So the Bible is telling us in 2 Corinthians chapter number 3, um, let's look at it because it's important we see some of these things. Amen. Amen. Let's start from verse 14. The Bible says 2 Corinthians 3.14, But their minds were blinded, for until this day remained the same veil on taking away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away with in Christ. That means that if you make conclusions just because of what you read in the Old Testament, you may miss it big time. Because there is a veil. There is a veil. This is the New Testament. It's saying in the reading of the Old Testament, there remained. He didn't say that when the New Testament came, when you read the Old Testament, there's no more veil. He said if you are reading the Old Testament, there is a veil. There is a veil that don't let people see things the way they really are. For example, I'll give an example. Many people still believe today that God was the one that entered into the, 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 the land of Egypt on the Passover and killed the firstborns. It's written like that if you read the, in the book of Exodus and that he, but if you're reading it carefully, you discover that there is a part that he says, if you put the blood on your doorpost, he said, I will not allow. He first of all said, you know, God is going to come and destroy the firstborn. But as you're reading it, you discover that he said, I will not allow the destroyer enter your house. If he does not allow it, it means he's not the one. He's not the one. It's not the one that was killing. He just put a protection upon the doorpost of the children of Israel so that the destroyer does not destroy. But if you read somewhere we have read, it says, Can there be evil in the land and it's not God that caused it? <laughs> now, in the reading of the Old Testament, you can say, I told you. God give it and God take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah, that's the veil I'm talking about. People still don't get it. So sickness and disease is not from God. Anyone who thinks that they are sick and God is putting them in sickness and teaching them a lesson, they are still reading behind the veil. They are still reading with the veil on their eyes. But the Bible says that when you turn to the Lord, somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> and if you look at that word turn, it's interesting. It actually means to turn around. It's like repentance. When you change your mind and turn to the Lord, he didn't just say when you turn to Christ. I like the word he used. One of the first things the Bible says for you to be saved, you have to declare that Jesus is Lord. When you turn around and submit to the Lordship, he said the veil is taken away. He said the veil is taken away. He said the veil is taken away. Now, whew, I'm just excited, but I'm running ahead. That's great. Praise God. Just follow me. Hey, hey, hey. Verse 14 again, he said, but their minds were blinded, and until, until this day remained the same veil on taking away in the reading of the Old Testament, 
which veil is done away with in Christ. Christ is the same as Lord. For even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Somebody say hallelujah. That means that in the, in the new covenant, the veil is taken away. We can see things as they are. Hallelujah. Verse 17. Now, the Lord is that spirit. Oh my God. How many, how many hours do we have today? <laughs> the Bible says now the Lord is that spirit. So he's trying to make us see that the Lord is the same as the Holy Spirit. The Bible says God is a spirit. So when we turn to the Lord, is that we are turning to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is Lord. Hallelujah. We may get to that later. Let's continue. I want us to get somewhere. He said, when we turn to the Lord, the veil is taken away. 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I think it's from this scripture that United States were founded. United States of America, the, the team of liberty came. But some people don't understand what liberty is. But I can't, I can't go there today. Liberty means, in, in a nutshell, freedom to do as you are led to do. It's another means freedom from slavery. It says, when you turn to the Lord, the veil is taken away. When the veil is taken away, you are free from being slaves to sickness, to disease, to oppression. You can now enjoy life the way God originally intended it to be. <laughs> hey! Liberty! That's why the United States is one of the greatest nations that has ever existed. Because the people who founded it turned to the Lord. Let's continue. Verse 18. But we are. Somebody say we are. We are. Who are this we? We, we in this ministry. <laughs> we in the body of Christ. He said we are. This includes male, female, uh, tall, not too tall. I don't like calling people short. Praise God. Hallelujah. They're just tall or not too tall. Just right. Just right. Praise God. <laughs> who said, who's, who, who gave the right height that everybody ought to be? You're just as tall as you should be. And if you don't like your height, increase it. Can you increase your height? The Bible says nothing is impossible. I had a brother who was so short that I prayed God increase my height. He had to pray that God should stop it because he was stretching out. Increasing in inches every week. You can increase your height. He said, but Bible says you can't increase your status in the Old Testament without your, the ability of God. But by faith, all things are possible. Amen. Amen. But some people like looking cute so that somebody can pick them up and take them upstairs. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now let's go back to the word. Verse 18. Verse 18. <laughs> he said, but we all with open face, with open face. When he said open face, what does that remind us again? The veil removed. The veil removed. The veil removed. We all with open face. So if you are going to be transformed, one of the first things that is needed here is that the veil has to be removed. And how does the veil get removed? You have to turn to the Lord and then the Lord is that spirit. We have to turn to the Holy Spirit and then the veil is removed. Let's continue. He said, and we all with open face beholding us in the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even us, 
by the Spirit of the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So we see in this scripture that there, is, there are different degrees of glory. As we turn to the Lord, it says we are being changed from one degree of glory to another, even as by the Spirit of God. But I think we, we I ran a little fast, and I, I want us to go back again to Isaiah 60. I should read it up the way to verse 5, and then we can come back here and continue the, the teaching. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So again, the chapter God gave to us, powerful from verse 1 to the end. It's amazing. He says, arise, Shine for your light is come. He said, and what? The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So here again, he's talking about the glory. So it's not just only telling you to arise and just shine with your own strength. He's saying that you should arise and shine because the glory of God is risen upon you. So what God wants to be seen in you is his glory. Amen. Amen. That he, he tells us what will be happening around us. He said, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness, the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Next verse. He said, and Gentiles shall come to thy light. Some translation says, and nations. No, he said, you shall be lending to nations. No Christian ought to be a local champion. No Christian. No Christian. He said, you are the light of the world. He didn't say you are the light of Bestville or Upper Marlboro. If your light is only shining in Upper Marlboro, you need to increase the intensity of your light. That means that you need another glory. Somebody say, hallelujah. Now, it's nothing wrong just shining only in your street at first. You can start there. Some people just, first of all, need to put on their light. Amen. <laughs> because they are still walking in darkness. Now, once you put on your light, at first it may just shine in your bedroom. Right? You clean up your bedroom. Amen. No fish bones on the street. No, no. <laughs> on the bed. You shine. Your room is shining. Somebody say hallelujah. Then you can extend it to the house. Then after a while, a wine may get to your neighborhood. That's another degree of glory, right? Then you may get to, you may get to your, 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 your county, your, your local government. Then you need to increase it. It should get to your whole city, your whole state. It should get to your nation. And it should not stop until the whole world is blessed by your light. You don't sound like you're excited enough. You're looking at me like, do we need some veil remover? <laughs> not if you have turned to the Lord. Amen. Let's continue. Isaiah 60 again, verse 3. Says, and Gentiles shall come to your light. So one of the things we begin to notice when people begin to shine is that they begin to attract people. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, so that first of all tells us that you can be shining very well if you are broke. The Bible says a broke man, let me use it, a poor man, he said even his family, they are running away from him. But here, the Bible says, when you are shining, what will happen to, to Gentile nations? He said, they will begin to come to your light. The Bible says, a rich man has many friends. Even people you don't want to see. They're just like, oh, do you still remember me? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> now, we need to get this. God wants us to shine. God wants us to be rich. God wants us to be well. God wants us to demonstrate his glory. 
and there is a way to do it. And that's one of the areas I want to talk about today. So we are still establishing the foundation. So quickly, quickly, get stirred up so we can go into the next phase. Amen. You see, and Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings, and kings. Somebody say kings. kings. I said kings. kings. Bible says, see a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before what? Kings, and not before mean men. Some people have been standing before mean men. <laughs> it's time to rise. Somebody say hallelujah. Kings, kings, people in authority, spiritual authority, talking about believers. Amen. People in natural authority will come to your light. You know, they said there is discrimination, there is, there is racial discrimination. Do you know that you can have so much money, people don't care about the color of your skin? Yes. <laughs> so if you are angry that you are being discriminated against, just make some more money. <laughs> the, same people, the same people who are discriminating against you, they will bow and say, hey, come on, come on, please, where do you want to sit? I heard that Oprah, Oprah, some of you know her, uh, went to shop somewhere in Switzerland. And she went to a very expensive store, <laughs> and the and the and the uh, attendant didn't know her. So when she was trying to go to some of the very expensive items, they were trying to block her from it. Like, no, no, this one is. Why don't you look at this one? This one is cheaper. This one is cheaper. <laughs> she looked at her like, what, what? And then I think the manager of the store suddenly recognized her. I said, please, <laughs> whatever you want in the store, <laughs> we apologize. Her color of skin did not change. Something else was speaking on her behalf. And Gentiles shall come to your light and kings, 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 kings. Some of us are going to be dining with governors and presidents. When they're having White House meetings, some of us need to be seated there. They should, it should be an honor for them to invite us. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have to begin to change the way we think. We are the light of the world. They should be consulting the church before they make major decisions in nations. Amen. That's God's original plan. Some of us actually need to get into politics. I'm not just talking about the people here. I'm talking about everyone watching me at home as well. Because God wants us to rule and to reign. We are supposed to be the ones in government. The Bible says the government shall be upon his shoulders. Talking about the body of Christ. We shouldn't let unbelievers, non-anointed folks be in office. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you are those that voted for an unbeliever last time, repent. And then vote this time for the right. No matter what country you are in. Some people, believers, go vote for a Muslim to lead them. And they now cry while he's trying to make them look like Muslims. Their heads covered. So repent. Thank God for repentance. Say, I didn't know, I didn't know. And then this time, vote are right. Everybody say, hallelujah. All right. He said, and Gentiles shall come to thy light. And kings to the brightness of thy rising. Next verse. He said, lift up your eyes. Tell somebody, lift up your eyes. eyes. Say it again, lift up your eyes. eyes. What does it mean to lift up your eyes? Look up. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes and round about and see. Lift up your eyes and see. He said, all them gather themselves together. He said, they come to thee and thy son shall come from 
far, and thy daughter shall be nursed by thy side. Next verse. He said, then thou shalt see and flow together. I thought you already said you should look up and see. Then he said, then thou shalt see. So there are two kinds of seeing here. The first one, he said, you should look up and see. And see your daughters come from afar, your, your son's nurse by your side. He's not talking about physical sight here. He's talking about vision. Lift up your eyes and have a revelation, a vision of increase. He said, when you lift up your eyes and then you see, then you will see the manifestations on the external. He said, then thou shalt see and flow together and thy heart shall fear. If you read those scriptures, when you say your heart shall fear, he said, the blessing will be so much that you will be in awe. You will be amazed. You will be amazed. He said, and, and shall fear and be enlarged. That means you will have an increase because the abundance you know, I have been studying every single word in this chapter. Not just looking at the Greek word, the Hebrew word, looking at the root meaning. I, it's just amazing. There's no way I can start into that today. He said, because the abundance of the sea, some translations said nation, shall be converted to thee. And the forces, the power, some translations say the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to thee. Hey! Where transfer has begun. Amen. I said, where transfer has begun. Amen. Because God says, arise, shine. And one of the things God wants to demonstrate is his glory. And one of the first things that the Bible mentions about his glory is God's abundant wealth. God wants his wealth to be seen upon you. So this is not a season to stay back and be broke. This is the season to arrive. Listen, people are angry about the pandemic. God didn't send it. Amen. I said God didn't send it. Amen. But God can use it to make you rich. Somebody say, hey! God can use it to transfer wealth. Don't sit down looking down, worrying like the rest of the world. Lift up your eyes and see. Because God is transferring abundance of wealth to your hand. He's transferring multitudes, great things, great things. And he said, lift up your eyes. That means you have to take your eyes off the natural realm into the realm of the spirit so that you can see it happen in the realm of the natural. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. He said the glory of the Lord. The word glory means beauty. It means excellence. It means wealth. It means honor. It means dignity. It means the thing that, that people like to show off with. The Bible says that, look, he said, arise, shine. He said, the glory of the Lord is risen. He said, God wants to show off with you. Somebody say, hallelujah. <laughs> you know, I don't see anyone in the, in the scripture when God called a poor man, broke man, sick man, and said, look, can you see that man? That man is doing so well in the kingdom. No, no. The people God talked about were those who were healthy, holy, and wealthy. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. He said about Job, God giving a weakness. He could sit and say, hey, hey, dumb, dumb, come. Can you see, Job? Can you see the, the, the result of a man who, 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 who walks after my word? 
Job said, Amen. Is it working after your word for nothing? You have, you have, you have hedged him. You blessed him. That's why God said no. It's because he did the right thing that he was blessed. He, Satan said no. It's because he was blessed. That's why he did the right thing. So he said, okay, let's test it. God said, well, he's already in your hand. Do what you think you need to do. But I'm telling you, don't touch his life because he's doing the right thing that got him the world. So in the space of nine months, the devil did everything to get Job to curse God. Job would not. Lost everything. God didn't do it. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. God didn't do it. Satan did. Stole his money. So if your money got stolen, Satan stole it. But in all of that, Job did not lose his integrity. Some people say, you don't understand. I couldn't help it. The reason why somebody just made me curse and I just let it curse. No, you did not. Satan is trying to steal from you. And you're falling into the trap. But, but Job maintained his integrity. And the Bible says that after he had passed that test, his wealth got multiplied. God blessed him again and gave him twice as much. Even everything he lost. He was already the richest man. He was operating in the highest degree of financial glory in his time. And yet God what? Multiplied it. Increased it. Increased it. They will say, how much is too much? You are, you're already so rich. Why do you need more? Because I want to demonstrate the glory of God. God has more. God has more. So the glory is to demonstrate the wealth of God. The wisdom of God. You know, one of the things that Solomon demonstrated was the wisdom of God. God said, what do you want me to give you? He said, give me wisdom. So God gave him wisdom. And because of his wisdom, what happened to all the nations around? They began to come. And when they were coming, they came with gold and silver. They came loaded in exchange for the wisdom. And even after they gave, gave, gave Solomon so much gold, they were still saying, oh, we are the ones that were blessed. We have never seen such wisdom. And so God can endure you with the glory of his wisdom, that wealth, nature. People we want to give you. These are some people who, are, who, who, who people are trying to give. <laughs> they are pursuing with money. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said praise the Lord. Glory yeah. Glory yeah. I've had people pursue me with money to the airport. Say, Pastor, Pastor, don't go yet. I have something for you. There are some pastors who are begging, begging, begging. There are some who are being pursued. <laughs> believers are not beggars. Amen. And beggars are not believers. Glory. At least not when they are begging. Praise God. <laughs> So the Bible says the glory, the glory, the glory of God, the glory of God, the glory of God, the beauty of God, the wisdom, the power, the, the wealth of God wants to be seen upon. God wants to demonstrate to the principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God. Find that in Ephesians 3.10. So God wants to use you as a display to show forth. It is God that started show business. God. They just perverted it. He, he called you to show business. Yeah. To show forth the glory. To show forth the glory. He wants to demonstrate it. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, people don't get it. There, there's a, there, you know there are many kinds of veil. There's the religious veil. <laughs> then there's the dumb dumb veil. Ignorance veil. Some, some, some take out one layer of the veil and then they leave the religious one on. 
So what do you mean show business? No, no. Just hide your wealth. No, God wants to demonstrate through you. He wants to shine through you. He wants people to see you and see his glory. So if he gives you a diamond ring, why should you wear it in, a, in your bedroom? Who's going to see it? You wear it there and bring it out. When you are praising God, say hallelujah. <laughs> as far as someone, when they ask you, how did you get it? Don't say, do you know how I worked for it? No, you say, Jesus God. is good. His blessings endure forever. Give your life to Christ. <laughs> glory. I said glory to God. That's what God people Listen, the reason why God blessed the nation of Israel, he wanted the rest of the world to be jealous. If people are not jealous of you, you have not, you have not entered this thing I'm talking about yet. It's, it's going to provoke people to get saved. Your family will see you and say, ah, ah, is it only you? One testimony after another testimony after another testimony. People are trying to get one. You have eight. Is it only you? That's the reason for the glory. And then they remember that when they are running around, begging, running, shouting, you are in church. Singing, Ah, God, <laughs> you are studying the word. They now, they can't, they now start connecting the two. Praise God. And then to say, maybe we should go to the secret place of the Most High. But if after serving God, you come back and then you don't have nothing to wear, nothing to eat, you have you are sick in your body, everything is scattered. Nobody will want to go to that church. Nobody will want to serve God. So people not living in the glory is costing souls from being saved. They think it's just about myself. No, it's, it's, it's repelling people from the kingdom of God. While you are walking in the glory, the Bible says, He said, Arise, shine. Say, Your light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. What did He say will be the effect of the glory? He said, Gentiles, nations will come to your light. If you are living in darkness, you're not attracting anybody. They're already in darkness. Why would they come from darkness to another darkness? You have to be different from them. You have to shine the glory of God. That's what is going to attract them. So this is not just only about you. This is about the kingdom of God. So it's time to shine. I say it's time to shine. I want to hear it. I say it's time to shine. It's time to shine. It's time to let the people, let the talkers talk. And the haters hate. Yes. Let the complainers complain. Mm -hmm. Many will get born again at the end. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. You have to rise up. Rise up from obscurity. Yes, One word to, for, 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 for arise means come out of hiding into the main stage. Go read it. That's what it means. I don't feel like being on stage. I don't feel like talking. Come out. Rise up. He said, another word of arise means be established. Don't be going everywhere, everywhere. Establish yourself. Buy a house. Another one is build. Build a house. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. You know, if you are a rent, you're always from one place, you leave one rent to another. When you build a house, it's an establishment. You are owning something. So it's time to rise up. 
Arise is not just saying, sit down, get up, sit down. How, how long? <laughs> you need to change your status. Hallelujah. This is the year to change. Amen. Someone say, hallelujah. hallelujah. Wow. I haven't even started in the point, but that's good. God is helping us. Amen? Amen. So, the glory of God is the beauty of God. It's the, it's the, it's the manifested beauty of God. You see, the thing about glory Glory is not the type that you hide. The, the, the purpose of glory is to be seen. You know, God is everywhere, right? God is everywhere. The Bible says God is everywhere. The Bible says God, even if you go to uh, a club, a party, a pub, whatever they call it in your nation, uh, there's, there's, there's the presence of God there. He doesn't just show himself, Right? But if you read in the Old Testament and sometime in the New, the Bible tells us that sometime when, like when Moses would go to worship or when, when God revealed himself to the children of Israel, he said they saw the glory of the Lord like a thick smoke come upon the mountain. God was already there. But what was the reason of the thick smoke and the fire was because he wanted to demonstrate his presence. And anytime they saw that, they understood that God was manifesting himself. And many times they kept quiet. Many times they fell on their face and they began to worship. That was what the glory of God did. When they were moving in the nation of Israel and they were entering into the land of the Canaanites, the Hevites, the Moabites, the reason why those people were afraid to attack them was because of the manifested presence. The people said, do you see those people in the night? There is a cloud of fire. In the day, there is a canopy of cloud that covers them. When it is cold, there is heat that, that warms them. When the sun is so hot, God protects them. Do you want to attack such a people? And the people became afraid because of the glory of God. The glory of God was seen. Was seen. It's supposed to be seen. It's supposed to be seen. I said, it's supposed to be seen. This is not the type that you say, only wise men can see. Even the foolish can see. The foolish, the dumb-dumb. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. If you have to explain to somebody that you are rich, maybe you are not. How should they know that you are rich? What would they see? <laughs> the Bible says, when when Queen Queen Sheba came. He said, the way the servants were dressed, they weren't wearing cheap clothes. Somebody said, hallelujah. He said, the order by which they served, he said, the kind of food that landed on the table. <laughs> she said, I, they told me about your wisdom, but I did not hear one tenth of it. When she saw the glory, she saw the glory. When God wanted to, to, to cause the children of Israel to have a priest, he said, design them a special garment. He said, for beauty and for glory. He said, don't just put one stone. He said, put 12 different expensive stones on one cloth. Masha Kataba. He, 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 said, he said, put carbuncle. He said, put uh, onyx. He said, put <laughs> ruby. On just one. Can, can you imagine me coming to church with 12 rings? <laughs> one diamond. 
<laughs> People say, Pastor. Pa- 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 and I said, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise. <laughs> but that is the way God wanted them to dress. He wanted them to see the glory of God upon the face. Your dressing matters. Your dressing matters. I'm not saying go borrow and borrow and borrow. I'm saying you have to believe for it. The first thing you have to do is to lift up your eyes. If the Holy Ghost will help me do this, because this is major, 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 major. Some will say, Lord, Pastor, we've been hearing this. We know God wants us rich. God wants us well. I've been declaring I'm rich. I've been declaring I'm well, but I still can't pay my bills. So what's wrong? That's why I'm here this month. Explain it again. You heard it before, but I want to show it again. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. Let's go back again to 2 Corinthians, where we read chapter number 3. He said, let's start from verse 14. But when, we said, their minds are blinded for until this day remained the same veil and taken away in the reading of the Old Testament. Which veil is taken away in Christ? He said, but even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their hearts. Nevertheless, when they turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now, the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Verse 18, key verse. But we are with open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. I read it again. But we are with open face, beholding as in a glass. The glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory. So let me ask you, you're here, those of you are here, what activates stimulates, translates, communicates the change. By your seeing the glory. By your seeing the glory. Now, we've heard this before, but you need to pay more attention on this. You know, one of the things Pastor B spent time teaching during the women's program is that we have been transformed. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bible says when Jesus rose from the dead, we rose with him. He's made us to sit where? In the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. At the right hand, far above all principalities, all powers, all titles, all dominion. And any title that is supposed to be named both in this world and that which is to come. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter 1, it says that we have become partakers of his divine nature. We receive the very nature that he is. So, once we are born again, the truth is that we have been transformed. Jesus finished the work. Our life has changed. The real nature that we have is Christ. Colossians 3 tells us, he said, you have died and your life is hid with Christ in God. He said, when Christ, which is your life, appears, he said, then you will be like him. That means that what we are, anybody is living in, or the way people are living that is not equal to Christ, is false living. Yes. You are living in falsehood. Yes. 
Because our real nature, our real existence, our real capacity is Christ. That's how we have been created. That's how we have been recreated in Christ Jesus. The Bible says we are recreated in Christ Jesus in, in righteousness and true holiness. That is the place that God has made us to be. And that is the reality of our spirit realm. However, not many people can see our spirits. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Not many people can see our spirits. And God wants the nations of the world to see this glory. So we are going to have to release this glory that is inside, that is the true nature, onto the outside so that people can see it. People can see it. And the Bible said the way to do that is to take a mirror and begin to look on the inside, the real you. That if you look long enough, you will be changed. If you keep looking at who you really are, you are going to be changed to that image. And the devil knows some of these principles. If the devil knows that if you keep looking at who you really are, you are going to begin to act like that and it's going to show. What do you think he's going to try to do? He's going to try to stop you from seeing who you are. There's going to be distractions everywhere to say, hey, hey, don't, don't, look, look here, look here, look here. Look here, there's, there's, there's pandemic. You are, go, you are going to die. Everybody's dying. You're going to die. You're going to die. He's going to do everything to cause you to remove your attention because it's already done. All you really need now is to see it. Because if you can see it, it will become manifested. That's what the Bible says. We all with open face. Behold it. As you are beholding, what you can see, what you can see is what you can receive. That's what you can manifest. What you can see. So the reason people are not changing is because they are not seeing. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, he said the God of this world blinds the minds of the people who are not saved, who can see, so that they will not see the glory of the risen Christ, the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So the enemy blindfolds, and listen, if I take a veil and put it upon this fan, you can see everything around it, just that you can't see the fan. But if I take the same veil and put it upon the person, he's not only going not to be able to see the fan, he can't see anything else. So even if I change the fan, I put light on the fan, I make the fan bigger, bring it close to his nose, he can't see it because the blindfold is inside. He's covering his ability to see. And that's what the enemy does so that people can see who they really are. Because if you can see him, the Bible says you will be like him because you will see him as he is. So the problem is a problem of revelation to see, to see. That's why Isaiah said, lift up your eyes, lift up, lift up your eyes from the distraction, lift up your eyes from the complainings, lift up your eyes from the weaklings, lift up your eyes from the fake news and all the news. Look up, look to the word, look to the stone from whom you were hung, look to the one who created you, look into the mirror of the word. If you can see it, you can be it. 
Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I say hallelujah. You know, in studying this, uh, I began to pray. One of my concerns is that I began to feel as though we are almost losing a generation. I mean, this generation is not going anywhere. Somebody say amen. There are different degrees of glory. On the same earth, there are different generations. And because you could have a, 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 a people who have experienced God. And then the people who are coming with them, they hear the experience, but they themselves don't experience it. It's a serious problem. It, it's not only that happened in the script. The Bible tells us that Samuel, he said none of his children were able to follow in his steps. He had an experience with God. He, had, he heard the voice of God. He walked with God, but all his children were blind like bats. And they lived with their father. They could see their father experiencing it. But they couldn't experience it. It's a problem. And we see a generation that have experienced God. People who had miracles, signs, wonders, miracles, gifts of the spirit. But they seem to be another generation. And all they're really concerned about is just natural things. It's a serious thing. And you know what we try to do sometimes with that generation? We try to dangle more around them. We say, look at me, this is how it's done. This is how it's done. We show them, we show them, we show them, we show The problem is not that you are not showing them. The problem is that there is a blindness in their minds. And they are looking, but they can't see. And that's why the Bible says that if you turn to the Lord, the veil shall be removed. It will not be removed from the outside. The veil has to be removed by the Spirit. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 2, it says, I has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him. He said, but God reveals it to them by the Holy Spirit. It's going to take revelation to see this glory. It's going to take revelation. And how do you get the revelation? You're going to have to stay seeing, stay looking, and you're going to have to turn to the Lord in prayer and worship. You're going to have to desire to see it. You're going to have to depend on the Lord. And if we do, we're going to see greater glory. You know, the Holy Ghost wants to reveal so much. He wants to reveal. The Bible said that the glory of this latter house will exceed the former. God's word will not fail. There are some people who are going to see this. Somebody say hallelujah. There are some people who are going to see a greater dimension. You know, I see the church. Many of you are trying to just be like Apostle Paul, Apostle Peter. Thank God for the glory. That started the church. But God is coming from a, a more glorious church in these last days. The End time church should be more glorious than the first time church. The last church of Glenarden should be more glorious than the first church of Glenarden. The glory of the latter shall be greater than the former. But some people, they are still finding it difficult to catch up with the glory of the former. 
But today I want to talk about how to get there. The first thing is to look. Tell somebody, look. Look, look. Say it again. Say, look. Look. Say it again. Say, look. Look. Now let's go to uh, Ephesians 5. You know, one of the one of the meaning of the word arise is actually to wake up. <clears throat> What's the difference, difference between somebody who is sleeping and somebody who is awake? <laughs> one of reasons, one of the major things you note is what their eyes are open. <laughs> you know, I've seen sometimes some people like say, "Are you sleeping?" Say, "No, I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping. I'm not sleeping." <laughs> So what are you doing? Say, I'm just meditating. <laughs> if your eyes are closed and your body is going out of control, let me tell you, you are sleeping. <laughs> let me give you that revelation. <laughs> you are sleeping. You are sleeping. <laughs> you need somebody to wake you up. Say, wake up, wake up. Open your eyes. Wake you up. It's true. To, you can sleep with your eyes open, but it's very rare. <laughs> I've seen some people sleeping with their eyes open. <laughs> like... They're driving to the road. Say, hey, so. <laughs> but majority of the time, people who are sleeping, their eyes are closed. Because one of the first things God says is to open your eyes. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Wake up. Stop being drugged with the system. You know, let's go to Ephesians chapter number five. Hallelujah. hallelujah. I say, Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. All right. Let's just start from verse 1. It's all good. I'll probably read the whole chapter. He said, be, but ye beloved, be ye therefore followers, imitators of God. This is King James. Okay, keep it at King James. Be ye therefore followers. Is that King James? All right. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Continue. And walk in love, as Christ also had loved us and had given himself to us as an offering, a sacrifice to God for his sweet-smelling sabbath. Let's continue. It's about fornication. We know that what that means, right? Illicit sex, you're not married. And all uncleanliness and or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becoming saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking, the things you can say, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather what? Giving of thanks. So instead of jesting and complaining, what should you be doing? Praising God, giving thanks, singing. Let's continue. Verse 5. For this ye know that no homonger, which is homosexual, nor unclean person, nor covetous man. You know, sometimes we can get hung up on the homosexual, but the other thing is there too. Unclean people, praise God. No, covetous man. Who is a covetous man? Someone who is trying to get money or things by all means and has made material things their God. I'll give another example. Someone who does not tithe. Who is an idolater had any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. These people cannot inherit it. He said, let no man deceive you with vain words. Why did he say, let no man deceive you? Because some people will be deceived. And how are they going to be deceived? With vain words. What are vain words? Words that don't carry any real scriptural substance. They are just good. The Bible says in the last days, people will develop itching ears. They want to hear what is pleasing to them. If it doesn't meet their own, their what they like, they, they are offended by it. Praise God. 
like the rich young ruler that came to Jesus and said, tell me, tell me, what must I do to have eternal life? What must I do to receive, inherit the kingdom of God? Jesus Christ said, you know those scriptures, go obey the scripture. He said, look, I've done that, I've done that. Anything left? Jesus said, do you really want to know? He said, yes. Jesus loved him. It's okay, one thing is left. <laughs> it has to do with your giving. The Bible said the man got offended and left. People get offended because they don't want to hear the truth. Now, Jesus could have let him go without offending him. But what would have happened to him? He would have missed eternal life. That's what he really wanted. Now, when Jesus told him the truth, he got offended. So what should Jesus do? Not tell him the truth so that he will not be offended, but tell him the truth. He may be offended, but probably he will repent later when he comes to in realization that what, what Jesus said was true. Praise God. So we don't deliberately try to offend anyone, but if the scripture offends you, repent, praise God. <laughs> Some people say, you're talking about homosexual as wrong in church. Some people say, you know what? Tell everybody that God loves everyone the way you are, even if you are homosexual. That's not true. God loves everybody, but he doesn't love you as a homosexual. He wants you to be changed so that you can operate the way he originally created you to be. Because homosexuality destroys. And every other kind of perversion destroys too. He said, let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things there cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Somebody say hallelujah. Be ye therefore, be not ye therefore partakers with them. Don't partake with this kind of lifestyle. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. You know, if, a, if, if, if police raid a house where they are taking drugs, even if the guy is there drinking Fanta, they will arrest him too. He will have to bail himself out of court and explain, and they may have to do drug tests. Why do you want to put yourself through all of that? Just don't go to the house. Well, they're taking drugs. Everybody say, Amen. I'm helping some folks. All right, so don't be partakers with them. Stay away from such kind of lifestyle. For you were sometimes, for you were sometimes darkness. But now ye are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. The fruit proves what God accepts. He said, have no fellowship. What does it mean to not have fellowship? Don't associate. Don't hang out. Don't hang out. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. What does it mean to reprove? Correct them. To show them is wrong. Don't hang out with folks that are doing the wrong thing without you telling them, look, this is not the right way to go. Don't, don't, don't be comfortable in unrighteousness. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that, re, that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doeth make manifest is light. So what does light do? Light makes things manifest, shows them the way they really are. Darkness conceals them, hides them. Secrecy and darkness is how evil prevails. Light shows it, says it as it is. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Therefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Continue. 
See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Next verse. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can stop there. Now, what the Bible is saying here is that you are light. You are darkness. Don't get confused. They are not the same thing. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Some people say that they don't know whether God is the one that is doing the wrong or the one that is doing the right. The Bible tells us in James, it said that God is the father of light in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. If it is dark, if it is evil, it's not from God. He said, every good and perfect gift comes from above. So if it's good, it's God. If it's bad, it's not God. Jesus Christ said in St. John 10.10, 10, He said, the thief cometh not but to what? To kill, to steal, and to destroy. If the thing is stealing your health, killing, it's not God. If it's destroying your marriage, it's destroying your family, it's destroying your finances, it's not God. But God comes, I word, that you may have life. And have life in abundance. One reason why God hates sin is because sin destroys. It's evil. That's one reason why God hates poverty. It's bad. It destroys. Poverty is evil. See people, healthy people without food dying. Some of some people don't do. I was I was watching. A history, I was, you know, I'm praying for all nations, especially the dark nation. Listen, the only way we can leave this world in, in a combined flight, you know, we can go on a solo flight, praise God. The only way we can live in a combined flight, everybody go at the same time, rapture, is if the gospel is preached to every nation. That's my number one desire. So I'm not just only interested in just preaching to the ones we see. We have to preach to the ones we cannot see. We have to think, where has the gospel not reached? So I've been praying about North Korea. One of the things, and I, when you are praying about not a place, many times the Holy Ghost opens your eyes to see, or you start studying about it because you are, you are concerned about them. How can the gospel get there? Some people don't know what's going on. They, some of the things are evil. They, they set their, their presidents and their leader in the place of God. They call them their saviors. They worship them. People get healed. They send medical people from, like I saw what the documentary I was watching, they send medical professionals from the U.S., from Europe, to go help them. Many of them were blind. And as soon as they, their eyes were open, they ran to the, the picture of, their, of, their, of their, 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 their ruler and began to worship their ruler, thanking him for healing them. They praised them as they praised God. They combined religion and brainwashing and put their rulers as their saviors. And that's not where I was even going. What people don't know, one of the reasons why they are also shocked is that not many years ago, up to, from what the documentary I read, almost about 10% of their population died of starvation. No food. You see, healthy people, born healthy, no food, drying up, falling down on the street, dying because there is no food. Evil. That's going on in darkness. People can't people can, people can eat 
a good meal a day, children drying up. There's evil going on, and, and poverty is evil. And even in this same country, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not speaking about political things, I'm talking about the gospel. You see some of the people who are ruling, they have loads and loads of money stored, but they are using it for things that doesn't have, affect the nation. And then they, they put a particular city or two where people can come into and think that this is great, they are doing well. But the 90, 80% of the nation is in poverty. There are some cities, no electricity, no water. It's evil. Poverty is evil. It's killing more people than people think. So when we're talking about prosperity, it's not just only just to have change in your pocket. How much can you do? You have just $1,000 to pay your bill. You can do much. You need some mega box. If you want to change that kind of nature, you need some mega box. You need some money that, that when you arrive, the president will welcome you. So, <laughs> you know some people who go to some nations, the presidents welcome them. Even some athletes. I heard one of the basketballers went to North Korea. The president received him because he likes basketball. And the guy is loaded too. And the Christians are just trying to find the next $300 to pay their car note or house note. We need to grow up. Amen. And how? How? We have to be looking, lift up our eyes. And I'm saying this seriously because people know I'm walking, I'm walking. I know that there is a physical work, but the first thing God says, you have to change what you are seeing, how you are seeing things. The Spirit of God has to open your eyes to see things the way they really are. And you have to depend on the Spirit while you are looking at the Word. The Bible says in James 1, He said, if you look intently at the perfect law of liberty and not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, He said, you shall be blessed. The first thing is to look, look, open, your, lift up your eyes and look beyond the natural. Somebody say, Hallelujah. You have to begin to see. That's why you take the word of God. Because the word of God is the truth, the mirror. So many other images around are lying. Praise God. The image that says if you shake someone with COVID-19, you get sick, is a lie. The image of God says, if you shake someone with COVID-19, he gets healed. So you have a choice. You can believe what God says, or you can believe the images that are outside. Many choose to believe what people say, because many people are saying it. And the Bible says that the devil is the God of the system of this world. And knowing that, he's going to paint an image that gets people to believe the image that says there is recession is a lie. There's a lot of, there's more than enough money to make everyone millionaires upon the earth. Now, if you believe that, some people don't even know they believe it. They're just like, oh, no, you know, I, oh, I owe off to go, can I go? But it's because of what they can see. You see, when you start seeing differently, it's not your environment that changes. You change. You change. 
You can't see the glory of the Lord and remain the same. You change. You begin to add. You don't need to tell anybody. People will look at you and they know that your attitude is different. Your words are different. Even your walk, when you need to walk like this, it's different. You, 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 you square up your shoulder and you begin to walk like a king because you are, ch- you are seeing yourself from a different light. When you used to go with your shoe unpolished, looking dirty, you change because you see yourself as a king. You're looking at yourself in the mirror. When you need to, you need to buy the cheapest, you change. You see Jesus wearing a gold belt. You may not have even increased your finances yet, but you are changing. Your words are changing. Your thinking is changing. Because for it to get to the physical, the change in the spirit has to go through the soul, the mind, your imagination, your thinking, until those walls in those places are broken. The glory cannot come out on the outside. So when the Bible says that we ought to be changed from glory to glory, he's talking about the changing of the way we see things and renewing our mind that we allow the glory that is inside of us to find its way to the outside so that people can see it. It's already there. The, the, the spirit of God is inside. You are born again. You are made rich. You are made strong. You are made powerful. But there are things that are blocking the mind so that people can see it. And until they can see it, they can be it. It will manifest. They are on the inside, but they can see it on the outside. You can give a man a billion dollars, transfer it to his account. But if he thinks he's poor, he will still haggle over two dollar beans. He doesn't see it. He just he doesn't see it. There's a stronghold. There's a stronghold. Why someone goes and says million dollars, piece of cake. That's not a big money. Just just five million. That's not a big that's not a big amount. Some people can't sleep over five five thousand dollar bill. Why some people 50,000 say just 50,000? That's not what I'm looking for. That's chicken chain. The difference is not the zeros. It's just their mindset. Just their mindset. They have the same hands, the same ears, the same eyes. Just a different way of thinking. Just a different way of seeing things. Just a different way. And God says we have to change that part. And the way to change it, stop looking around at the naysayers, the, the brokers, broke, I mean, those who are broke that are broke, praise God. <laughs> because when you keep looking at such folks, you imitate them. That's why you have to hang out with the holy and the healthy and the wealthy. They can, they can show you a thing or two. They can challenge your mind. You, you, you refuse to keep looking at the negative news. Let me tell you the truth. No matter how spiritual you are, you may be Holy Ghost fish shining in the dark. If you keep listening to some news channels over and over and over again, your fear will catch you. It's the scriptures. <laughs> the Bible says if you keep seeing it, it will, you will change. Look at Apostle Paul. Apostle Peter, the Bible tells us that he was walking on water when, when he was looking at Jesus, right? right. The Bible says, if it be you, tell me to come. And, he, and Jesus said, Can't come. And he stepped out of the boat. The others were saying, hey, Peter, Peter, don't do that. Don't do that. It's dangerous. But the, he didn't hear. He was looking at Jesus. And he was walking on water. But what happened? 
He started looking at CNN and, and ABC and all those kind of news channels with all their turbulent information. More people are dying, more people are dying. He started looking at all those things. And the Bible says he began to sing. Some channels are evil agents to destroy people's faith. Well, if you don't like blankets, tell me information. My secretary will answer you. Praise God. <laughs> now, I'm saying that sense that the truth is that we can't keep looking at certain things and growing faith. You can't. You can't keep looking at people who are living wrong and growing faith. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. And that's why God wants us to be light. God needs the people in darkness to see an example of the glory of God. You doing well, living right, praying in tongues, living in health, fearing nothing, is a ministry of his own. Before you even start talking, it's a ministry. You driving right, rolling in the right kind, it's a ministry. Somebody say hallelujah. Being, being, taking the time to dress up to reflect the glory of God. Somebody say hallelujah. You know there are different reasons people can dress up. Yeah, they, can, they want to attract the wrong things. Yeah, there's some people who can do that. That's not what I'm talking about. Right? You're, you are a manifestation of the glory of God. You, 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 are, you are representative of God. So the Bible says you must keep looking. You must keep looking. You must keep looking. And this thing doesn't happen by looking casually. You have to stay until Christ is formed in your heart. First Peter says until it's like the day star arises in your heart. It, it begins, light just bursts out when you are looking and looking. But today, like I said, the challenge is that too many people are casual. Too much distractions. People don't want to spend two hours in the world. 30 minutes is like a long time. Like, can we make the message shorter? You know, we don't have that kind of, that kind of capacity uh, to, to sit and receive a two-hour message. We are, we are bored. Then they will sit and watch Avengers for three hours. And they wonder why they look more like falsehood, which those people are portraying, than the reality that they really are. Now, there's nothing wrong watching some of those things, but if you can spend three hours watching Avengers, how long should you spend in church? First of all, you need like one hour to renew some of the negative things they said there. Then you need another two hours to get to another degree of glory. So you need some good time. You need, you need some good time. You need some good time. And there's too, there's so much distraction, so much distraction. You know, growing up, we had we had we had some distractions. It was like television that comes on at six o'clock, praise God, and then ends at twelve o'clock. So between between morning and six o'clock, you had to read your Bible or go play soccer. Praise God. But today they have gadgets. You can, you can sit in your room and not go, and you will be in Afghanistan. Then from there you travel to India. You go to China. You're talking with somebody in Hong Kong. There's so much. There's Facebook. Things that are distracting. And this is what is causing some level of unrighteousness in this generation. Highly distracted. People don't take time to study. 
People don't even take time to release into the message. Too busy. Too busy. Too busy. Too busy. And they are not changing. Because if you just listen to it casually, it doesn't make the impact. Actually, it's like inoculation. It, it makes you think you know, but you don't really know. You have to study it. You have to spend time. And one of the things I'm concerned about, again, like I said, it's a generation where they don't spend, they don't spend so much time. It's like church is even too much. No time to pray. No personal worship. No time to go into your privacy and lift up your hands and begin to sing and to dance before the Lord and say, Lord, show me. Show me. Show me what you want me to do. What's the, what business do you want me to be inclined to? What, what direction? Who do you want me to marry? I have Jumbu and Joshua. Which one? Praise the Lord. <laughs> and then you dance before the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah. And then the Spirit of the Lord will open your eyes from the inside. One may have some change. The other one may not have the change right now. But God says, there is a bigger blessing. This one has a vision. This one has just the money now. You have to be open from the inside. Now people think that to be spiritual is just so we all read your Bible every day, go to church, pray in tongues, read your Bible every day, and be just be a spiritual guru but broke, you know, say, no, you have to get a job. Thank God, we need to get a job. We need to get some work, not just a job. But how do you know what work to take? You go to the scripture, read it, pray in the spirit. God will direct you with business. In short, even when you're not thinking of business, God will say, hey, 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 it's time to go and do your job. This is the business you ought to take. Jacob, Jacob that became rich, he was, he was, not, he was not praying for how to steal from Lebanon. He was, he was just sitting down because he typed it. The angel appeared and said, I'm the Lord of, 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 of Bethel. Let me show you how to make some money. Somebody said, hallelujah. And gave him an idea that made him rich. How did, how did Solomon become rich? You know, the only thing people just read is that he prayed, God said, I'll give you wisdom. Money did not fall from heaven. God showed Solomon how to become a merchant, gave him wisdom in science, showed him how to, how to have ships, how to, how to create businesses that brought merchants, that had merchants that went to different parts of the world and brought them. And people came and gave him free money, transferred wealth to his hand because of the Spirit of God, because of prayer and worship. And one of the major things of worship is giving. That was one of the things that opened the door. In short, worship is sacrificial giving. That's what it means. If your praise is not sacrificial, you are not doing anything. You're not giving anything. You just praise casually, just enough to suit you. What are you sacrificing in that praise? What is that worship? What worship is that? People don't lift up hands. They don't dance. They say, we, we sang the song. Or they think they just hear the song of praise. They are praise God. That's not praise. You have to spend some time. The Bible said David danced before the Lord. Even his clothes began to fall out. Those are the things that activates the anointing. You know, I'm running ahead, but this is very key. We just read Ephesians 5. He said, don't be drunk 
with wine, wherein is excess. He said, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, singing, making melody in your heart. He says, that's how to get the anointing to work. And we just realized that it's not just reading, reading, reading. You need the anointing to open your eyes. And one reason why people are reading and reading and reading and there is no revelation is because they are not worshipping. The true worship is not there. So the Holy Ghost is not able to activate that revelation. And it takes worship. It takes worship. So why is it so important for me to give before I receive? Because you are worshiping God. And as you open your heart to give, that same hand by which you give allows you to receive. So your giving is not that you are giving out. It's an ability to take. That's why the worshipers are the ones who have revelation. One of the greatest people of revelation in the scriptures was, was David. He saw ahead of that. His psalms are being used. Jesus quoted him almost more than everybody else. Why? David was a worshiper. Even when he was king, he danced so much, his clothes began to fall. His own wife said, what are you doing? You are becoming indignified. You are the king. You don't dance like that in public. It's shameful. It's shameful. Can't be doing that. See, your clothes are even falling. All your servants are seeing, 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 seeing your nakedness. I know you love God. I know you love God. We all love God. We all love God. But we don't dance like that. And the Bible says that she was barren. No productivity. No fruit. But David said, if you think this is too much, you haven't seen anything yet. He says, because before the Lord who made me king, I died. He said, and I will be even more dignified, indignified before God. He said, and the people you say will not honor me, they will honor me more. And David increased from one degree of glory to another by reason of worship. So worship is so important. You don't, you, I'm not just talking about singing in church. In short, one reason why people don't sing in church is because they don't sing at home. If somebody has to tell you to sing in church, we know you don't praise at home. Because if you were, if you were a worshiper at home and you are singing in, in short, coming to church will be an ex- opportunity to, to, uh, to increase. And it's a, it's a problem for the next generation because they have been taught to sit and observe. But that is not worship. And because of that, they can be looking at the word, but no revelation. And that's why sometimes people sit like this, like, I'm so smart. And then at the end, they leave void. The message is there. Dangled before them. Revelation is there. Things that can change their life, but they can't see it because there's a blindfold. And they wonder, how is it that it's working for you? How is it that you are doing well? You are doing better. You are increasing. You are happy all the time. You are going from glory to glory. But I'm just living like everybody else. Because they have not learned that the key is the Word and the Holy Spirit. You spend time looking at the Word. And then you spend time in worship. Something becomes opened on the inside. I'm going to have to round that. Don't forget, the Bible says, is from glory to glory. That means that even if you're already doing well, you're already a worshiper. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. You have a good wife or a good husband. Amen. You have a good car on the side. Two cars, three cars. You have one in the, in the, in the city, one in the country. You have, you, have, you have a boat. 
A yacht. Have you arrived yet? I say, have you arrived yet? There's a bigger degree of glory. There's a lot, a lot more. A lot more. That's the more reason why now that you know God has shown you this, you must see the next, you must, you must press. Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. He said, we must press for those things which are before. There's more. There's more. There's more. Maybe you are living in divine health. No sickness comes near you. Is that it? When it comes to, 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 to the power over sickness. Is that it? Is there more? The Bible tells us in Acts 5 that the shadow, the shadow, the shadow of Peter healed the sick. The, sh- the shadow. That was in the first church. The first church of Jerusalem. What should we be doing in this generation? These shadows, we are healing the sick in the first church. What should we be doing in this generation? We're waiting for CDC to tell us when to go back to church. Telling, waiting for who to tell us when we are well. Then we say, we are anointed, the Spirit of God. Where's the power? There's a revelation that we need. And the only place that we should stop at is Christ. That's why Hebrews 12 tells us, he said, taking your eyes from every order and looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. Until you are an exact measure of Christ, there is yet a degree of glory to get to. Jesus Christ, they don't even limit it to what I do. He said, the works that I do shall ye do also. He said, and greater works. Those words were not written to fill up some parts of scripture. This is what Jesus expected of the church. We ought to operate in a degree of glory. Not just one, not two. He didn't say these are the signs that we follow the apostles. Today, most of the church gather around one person. They say, healer, is a healer. Oh, this is the man of God. When he says it, it happens. And they don't know that they are being dumb. How long can you be a child? You did it 15 years ago. You are still doing it 15 years later. When will you grow up and let people follow your own light and come around and hear you, hear you minister to the sick as well? That's the way it's supposed to be. The whole church is supposed to grow to that maturity. But like I said, there is a generation who like people to do it. Let's watch. Let's criticize from the back. I don't like my face to be seen. Glory must be seen. Glory must be seen. That's the essence of glory. It's not to be hidden. It's not to be hidden. You are the light. You can't hide, light a light and hide it. You, listen, when you got born again, hiding is over. <laughs> the Bible says you are the light. You have to be put on a lampstand. No hiding in the church. Somebody say hallelujah. I said somebody say hallelujah. Not everybody's called to preach, but whatever you are doing ought to shine enough for other people to see. Because many of those hiding is another fruit of the flesh. So we need to deal with that. The church, the world is waiting for light. They're sick. They are oppressed. Nations like North Korea, I just mentioned, well, it's not the only nation. There are many other nations like that. But the church, many times, unfortunately, many are hiding. Many are not even believing for more. You say, but pastor, I'm, I'm still struggling with my bills. So yeah, that's what I said. Look at the word of God. Begin to see yourself rich. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. 
take the scripture, see yourself having abundance. See yourself, Richard and Solomon. See the people God made rich. Begin to change your mind. As you're looking and looking, you discover that your thoughts begin to change. Even the way you carry yourself begin to change. You see yourself in a different mode. It will affect every area. And if you're looking at it well enough, it will correct your character defense. Because many times the things that hinder people from getting to the top is not that they don't want to get there. There are some characteristics, there are some personalities that hinder them. The word of God will correct those things. If you used to be lazy, the word of God will stir you up. The Holy Ghost will put fire in your bones. Wake up in the morning, pray in tongues, you want to go quickly and do something because you see that the time is short. The word of God will teach you not to be proud, not to be, not to be, not, not to be, not to be, not to be stingy. Somebody say hallelujah. It teach you to give. It's not just giving offerings. A liberal man is liberal all the time. He's even liberal with his smile. Right? He's not thinking about himself. He wants to help people. Some of those things are things that help people to go forward. And those things are corrected when you're looking at the word. They're corrected when you're looking at the world. People don't know why three people go for interview. They all have the same, the, same, the same qualification. One even has some intellectual knowledge more than the others. And yet they hire the one that don't seem to have more. Why? There are t- certain things. Just the way they smile, whether they are, they are receptive to people, can make a difference between whether they get the job. It's not just a certificate. It's not, the Bible says the race is not for the sweet. Many of the big CEOs don't have big education, but they are, they are, they are principles they learn. They are characteristics that they have. They are certain personalities that they developed that help them to get there. And the Word teaches all these things. If you look at it long enough, you begin to change. Somebody say, hallelujah. You can have a big vision of increase. I'm going there. But there are other areas that has not been changed, that may be hindering. And the Holy Ghost will show you those things. Some people just say, you talk too much. You talk too much. Some people, you know, sometimes, you know, when I was in the, in the secular world in business, some people talk themselves out of deals. Yes. They just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And, and then they, somebody just lost a big deal for a land we were trying to buy. Talking, 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 told us how the other people didn't pay it as much as we did. And we just... <laughs> Thank you for telling us, brother. <laughs> talking, 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 talking. Talk themselves out. Bible says, let your words be few. You don't know how much they have lost by the jawbone of an ass. That's what, that's what Joshua used to kill the Philistines. The jawbone of our people have destroyed many businesses. I didn't call anybody any name. I'm just quoting scripture. Just talk and talk. Sometimes you just need to be quiet. Just need to be quiet. And let God operate on your behalf. You know, one of the signs of pride is to think you have to do it. If I don't show them, nobody will show them. If I must show them. Humility knows that even if I don't do anything, there is a God. He said, vengeance is mine. Just because I say I'm sorry and I know I didn't even do wrong or I say I apologize and leave doesn't mean that that's the end of the matter. I have, I have I've left the God's part for him. 
And he will not take care of me for humbling myself. And you, you are in his hands. <laughs> and Bible says it's a terrible thing to fall. Now, if he takes care of you, that's but if you fall into his hands, he said, if a human being is against you, you can pray to the Lord. <laughs> now, if the Lord is the one doing, who will you pray to? So it's not it's not a funny thing to fall in the hands of God. So some of those things are things where people need to learn. And it starts from the word. Stay, spend time in the word of God. Amen. This time, people are locked down. Read the whole Bible. Genesis. Take the Greek word, the Hebrew translation. Read it. This is an investment. Come out different. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. You used to be fearful. Come out different. You, you, you used to be stubborn. Come out different. Let the word of God change your heart. Fill you with peace and joy in believing. Once you study the word of God, you can't be afraid. I round up with this. I'm sure you know about the story of Kenny E. Hagen. He was one of my mentors before he went to be with the Lord. I still study after him. Talked about he was just 16. Dying with, with five incurable diseases. Heart condition. They told him there was no cure. His pastor came and, and, and told him to get ready to die because it would be over, the pain would be over soon. They, they didn't know about healing. So he was going to die. He was too weak. He, couldn't, he was paralyzed from his waist down. He couldn't walk. And he told himself, if I read, try reading the whole Bible from Genesis, I can't make it. So um, let me start reading from the New Testament. He began to study the Word of God. Nobody taught him divine healing. Nobody. I say, oh, the problem, the problem is the pastor. You have the Bible. You have the, you can't, you can't blame anyone. Nobody taught him. He began to read everyday chapters. You are broke, you are broke, things are not working, your job is not working. It's like, I don't know why. You have the Bible. Start reading. He will show you how to come out of lack, how to come out of debt. And as he was reading, reading, he came by himself, by the help of the Holy Ghost, to Mark 11 discovered that he's not supposed to be sick. Why his whole family thought he was going to die, his whole, all the five doctors they consulted thought he was going to die, his pastor thought he was going to die. Everything was stacked against him. But he found in the word that he was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity. By his chance we were healed and he got up all by his faith. Nobody laid hands on him. No oil. You know, sometimes you lay hands on people the first time. Next week they come and you lay hands again. Then you pour oil. Then you rub them with cloth. And still they don't get it. It's, the problem is not the outside. There is, there is a blindfold. Something shutting it from the inside. It needs to be opened. And you have to give yourself steadfastly to the word of God. To the Holy Spirit. And he got up. Nobody poured oil on him. He started, started walking. The family said, you're not going to make it see quieting down, he never stopped because he had seen it from the world. Not somebody told him, he wasn't depending on pastor's faith. Pastor said you should, you should get up, coronavirus doesn't affect anybody. If you don't see it yourself and you go shake someone with coronavirus and you have not studied the world, don't blame me. I will be healthy. You need to find it. The word says so. If you see it in the world, nobody can take it away from you. That's why sometimes here we believe things that nobody else believes. Or preaches. It doesn't matter what people believe. What matters is what the word of God says. There's so much to share, but I know we have to go time. Uh, but this is time well invested. Yes. Listening to God's word. You are changing as you're hearing this. 
Yes. Yokes have destroyed, broken, things have been broken. Your eyes of your understanding is open. And I want to declare that you are changing from one degree of glory to another. If you started this message being just being able to be to receive healing, I'm declaring you have you have entered into a new degree of glory. Now you can cast out devils, you can heal the sick. If you came into this service or you are watching this a thousand year, I declare you are changed into a millionaire because you are being translated from one degree of glory to another. If you could only win one or two souls a week or a year, I declare there is a new anointing upon you to win multitudes because as you are changing, Gentiles are coming to your life. Kings are coming to the brightness of your rising. Wealth is coming to you from expected and unexpected places because God is not in lack. He can give you more than what you can ask or think even as he opens your eyes to receive it by faith. In the name of Jesus. And I come against every blindfold, every stronghold, experiences in the past that have become a stronghold, fears that the enemy has put there to try to dissuade you, all kinds of unbelief and, 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 and thoughts that have been planted there by family, by tradition of men. I say, lose your hand in the name of Jesus. Let there be a new spirit of revelation. Let the Holy Ghost come on the inside and open your eyes. Let every day be a new day of revelation. Let the change come in your body. Let the change come in your finances, in your marriage, in your children. Let boldness to preach, to teach, and to release that anointing come upon you in the name of Jesus. I declare your, your ministry going to a new level. As somebody hearing the sound of my voice, God said, this is a beginning of a new sphere of your ministry. I'm opening doors for you, said the Lord. Lift up your eyes. It will not be like usual. It will not be the same way other people have been because I have a peculiar ministry. The calling for you is not going to be done by men, but by me. Don't limit yourself, said the Lord. Don't say I'm not good enough. I don't have the voice. It's not by the voice. It's by my spirit. And there are many who are looking for that grace I have placed inside of you. So lift up your eyes and begin to see yourself as called and anointed of God. And as you see yourself in that way, said the Lord, there will be a manifestation of that glory. Who have called you from darkness to light that you may shine forth. And yes, hear the Lord, nations, 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 groups of people. Yes, people shall gather themselves and they shall call for you that you might bring forth light, revelation, ministration. And yet it has begun even now, even now said the Spirit of the Lord. Just go ahead and give God a mashakrata lideborodobos mandeshibredos gehila debreatos gemeledosi lengebaba. Stop worrying about the future. You worry about the finances here, the Lord, as if I'm not your supply. Yea, the government has never been your supply. Neither has your job or your business. I have been. Yes, said the Lord. And if you will stand in faith and trust, I declare to you that you will have more now, more, more now. When people are wanting dream, yet more will come to you that it may be clear to you that I am your source. And yes, I will distinguish you from the others and I will cause my glory to be seen upon you. Your family and your friends shall ask and wonder how is it that you are being blessed when others are wondering what to do with life. But it shall be clear to them, said the Lord, that it is my glory that is seen upon you, said the Spirit of God. And yes, yeah, the Lord, even now I'm raising new people with a healing anointing, with a boldness to minister to the sick. For in these days, yet yeah, the Lord, that vacuum has need, need be filled 
For there are many who have called to that position, and many are retiring, many are passing on. But yes, said the Lord, I'm raising a new cream. People of faith, people of boldness, yea, people full of wisdom and of the Holy Ghost, that this, the message shall not diminish, neither shall it disappear, but it shall be enhanced, said the Lord. But you stand up to be counted. For I'm looking for those, said the Lord, who will choose to be part of this wave. For it's a new grace, because the work must be done and completed quickly in righteousness. So who will stand that I may enlist into this new army to bring the word with power, with signs and wonders and miracles, even to the nations? Yes, you are not too young. No, no, you are not. You are not too young. You are not. It's not too late. It doesn't matter what has happened in the past. I will cleanse you from the past, said the Lord, and I will set my spirit upon you. And the past shall be no more, for it shall be like a new day. And it shall go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory, said the Spirit of God. Father, we thank you for your word. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. Just rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, Catch us at 11.30 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening.